Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lendler. I'm here with Caleb Arthur, and boy, what what a day, what a weekend, what a year of football we have. Um, the Commerce Championship Games were Sunday, which was two days ago. We're recording this on Tuesday, February 1st. And the first one, wow, what a game that was. The Bengals at the Chiefs, Burrow can't win an arrowhead. Mahomes too good. Uh, the, the first win was a fluke win. Edward Hilaire is back. But no, the Bengals, despite falling down 21-3 to in the first half, come back and win the game off the back of strong Burrow play. But a person I'd like to give a shout-out to, uh, the whole defense. That's a lot of people, but uh, some incredible play there from the Bengals defensive side of the ball. We'll talk on that later. And then in the afternoon game, or I should say the night game, the Niners uh, at the Rams. The Rams ended up winning and will now go to the Super Bowl in their home stadium the second year in a row. After nothing, after never having this uh, this happen for, what, 50-some years, now uh, it's been two years in a row where the, the Super Bowl is hosted by, by a team who's playing in it. So which is pretty cool. But, Caleb, uh, we'll start with this just thriller in Arrowhead, and we'll start on the losing side. Chiefs uh, really, really struggled in the second half. Um, I guess we'll just we'll hit the offense side first, and we can touch on the defense. But just Patrick Mahomes didn't look like himself in the second half. Do you have any cause for concern down the line, or do you think this was just a blip? You know, overall, I don't have a ton of cause for concern. This is still obviously a really good team. I think they'll be back in this position uh, a lot more in the future. But, I mean, this was something we kind of saw – multiple times where it's ugly head this year obviously they were three and four at one point this season and a lot of that uh the reason for that was not just bad defense but also Patrick Mahomes was really struggling so to kind of see that come out again it's definitely somewhat concerning if you if you're a Chiefs fan just because um it's just showing he, he has some inconsistency he's still a great quarterback elite quarterback all that but he does have some inconsistency to him and I think that is really going to be something that could stop them from winning, you know, many Super Bowls. But um, I still think, like I said, not a major cause for concern. I think it's just something that's going to happen sometimes. Sucks that it happened here, but this is still one of the league's best teams easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they'll be back in this position many more times over the next decade. Uh, indeed. I think they're a very good team with probably – one of, if not the best young quarterbacks in football. I mean, this will be a hotly debated subject depending on how the big game goes. But, I mean, we'll have to see. Uh, but, yeah, I think this, it, was, it was a strong performance from both teams, the Chiefs in the first half, the Bengals in the second. But I just want to touch on uh, Mahomes' slice, as my friends like to call him a little bit first. But, yeah, I, I thought he played very, very well in the first half. But it was also due to the Bengals. I think their defensive scheme was a little weird in the first half. They were blitzing a lot more than they usually do, um, which is funny because they're really not a heavily blitzing team. But they were setting a lot of blitzes. But then in the second half, they would just rush three and drop eight, put one on a spy. And Mahomes just couldn't slice and dice it up. I mean, people talk about this guy. He's like he's like a pick your poison because if you bits if you blitz him, he'll hit those guys in space. If you drop a lot, he just he'll have enough time to to slice it up. But he really couldn't do much slicing. I mean, he he would have had a pretty negative score on Fruit Ninja if he asked him to slice anything that game. But yeah, it was it was not a great performance for Mahomes in the second half. He was struggling a lot with I think diagnosing what the Bengals are going to be in, even though they dropped eight about fifty percent of the time. Sam Hubbard with two huge sacks in the last drive. 
um, and the Bengals defense stepping up pretty massively uh, to lead them to a win. But obviously the Bengals wouldn't be here without Joe Burrow uh, and Jamar Chase. So Caleb, this team played exceptionally well on the offensive side in the second half and the third quarter specifically after this incredible performance and incredible season, it's kind of a broad question here, but where, where would you put this Burrow chase season amongst seasons past between a QB and a receiver, just like in this kind of run? Do you think it's like a, a, a tier one, a tier two, a tier three? What do you think about the season between these two guys? I mean, definitely it's, it's been phenomenal. I mean, obviously I, I do think that them having that connection in college definitely helps. We see that kind of carry mm-hmm. over, but considering all the concern around chase in the preseason mm-hmm. um, to see this kind of come to fruition, it is pretty crazy, but yeah, it, it's been great. I can't remember a lot of connections in recent memory that have been as consistent and as dominant as this one. I mean, it's clicked right away. And I think the fact that it's a second year quarterback and a rookie receiver makes it all the more impressive. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if we're just talking like really recent memory, I don't know if I can really think of a better one. So mm-hmm. I think this has been it. it I mean, Rogers to Adams, I guess is probably up there, but, um, yeah, I think it's it's right there around around that level. I really do. I think, and, and the fact that they're both so young, I think we're going to see this for many more years, and I think that's what's most exciting about it because this is going to be a deadly combo for a long time. Indeed, this AFC, it's going to be a dogfight every year. I think to make the Super Bowl, you got Justin Herbert, you got Josh Allen, you got Joe Burrow, you got Patrick Mahomes, and I think by the end of their careers, I mean, you even got Lamar Jackson in the mix. Um, by the end of their careers, I bet you that two of those five guys are not going to have a ring. So it's interesting yeah. to see which two guys we think it might be. But um, we'll have to. That's that's a that's something we'll see as the seasons go on. But yeah, I was really impressed by Burrow and Chase. But I also want to give a shout out to uh, Bengals fan growing up, Tennessee native AJ Green, Stan T Higgins. Um, a fantastic game from the young receiver. He struggled with drops in the Tennessee game. The stat line wouldn't show it, but he had a couple bad drops in the Tennessee game. Um, but that was not a problem today. He played great. His soft hands working, working to a T. He caught a lot of first downs. T Higgins, see what I did there. But uh, but yeah, he he caught a lot of his passes were just first down conversions every time. Um, he had 103 yards. Didn't cap it off with a touchdown. But I think he's a name to watch for this big game in the Super Bowl because he's the kind of guy who's gonna show up. And he's another guy just like Burrow and just like Chase. I mean, I feel like the Bengals have just done this excellent job of capitalizing on these players that are just made for these big moments. Um, I think for a really, really long time, the loose label of, oh, he's a winner was just slapped on like every draft prospect people needed like a high bullet point on. But I think that really, really applies to this Bengals young core, especially on offense. Burrow and Chase, incredible players in college, literally have not lost a playoff game college or professionally. Each of their playoff wins in college were blowouts, including the national championship game. T Higgins has won some college stuff too. I mean, he's won a lot of bowls. He's won a national championship. I or two, I think two, um, uh, off the back of Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson. I mean, he's had some great quarterbacks in college, and he is clearly made for these big moments. The Bengals don't really have anybody who seems to shy away from a moment like this, which is completely different to what their equally regular season successful team was like, you know, five, six years ago. So that's been a really, really uh, pleasure. uh, Pleasure is the right word, but a really, really nice change of pace um, to be a Bengals fan and see this success happening. But, uh, but yeah, it was just a great performance for the Bengals all around. And now uh, we can go to the second game, uh, Niners at the Rams. 
Niners leading early. Rams come back. Get a couple big stuffs. Outscore the Niners 13-0 in the fourth quarter. Caleb, we'll start with just a broad reaction. With the clock hit zero. I mean, the Rams kneel it out after a bad Garoppolo interception. What's your immediate reaction for each of these teams? Um, I think my my immediate reaction was, you know, I I, I thought the 49ers were gonna pull it out, and I and I don't wanna really go here. I haven't seen a lot of people go here, but it's really like something that I'm really starting to think about again. It was another second half double digit playoff lead blown by Kyle Shanahan. Another one. Another one. Yeah, another one. Um, so I think that that's something that's a little bit of cause for concern. I mean, it happened twice in the Super Bowl, um, and that would happen to you in an NFC championship. So it's really in the biggest spots. This team is it, it will really teams coached by Kyle Shanahan twice, the 49ers, once the Falcons, he was the OC. Um, but it's just kind of the offense has fallen apart. And I think that neither one, especially with the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not a bad quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. Um, and in today's NFL, it's kind it's pretty hard to win big time with, with a quarterback of his tier, with just mm-hmm. how valuable quarterback is. But still, mm-hmm. it's just something that it's a little bit cause for concern. So I just wonder, you know, I, I in the future, if this if this keeps happening, I mean, I don't know if the, the 49ers are going to be able to get over the hump. But then with the Rams, I mean, I, I think this was pretty cool to see. Obviously, Matthew Stafford, all those years stuck mm-hmm. in Detroit, now gets to go out in his first year he makes the Super Bowl. I think that's a really cool thing. So I'm happy for him. But um yeah, no, I, I just think the 49ers kind of blew another opportunity, but credit to the Rams. Matthew Stafford played clutch, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they, they deserve to be here because of that. Uh, indeed, and, and the quarterbacks are something I want to touch on. Uh, we'll start on the on the Niners' side of the ball. What you mentioned about Garoppolo I think is pretty apt. Um, he really he seems to be good in easy games, kind of struggles in the big games sometimes, but usually his teams find a way to win. So people, so the, the wins are not a QB stat crowd, uh, are very anti Garoppolo and the wins are a QB stat crowd are very pro Garoppolo. But I mean, this game was just not good from him. And I, I don't think his Packers game was great either, but ultimately I think it was his shortcomings that it was his shortcomings and it was Shanahan, Shanahan's shortcomings that kind of held the Steiners team back. Um, they're, they usually run the ball so well, but honestly, their short yardage running was pretty poor in this game. Um, I mean, Debo only carried the ball seven times, which kind of surprised me. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't give it to, I mean, as a team, they only carried the ball 20 times and they were winning for most of the game. Like that's what really, I think is, is just a sign of Kyle Shanahan kind of sometimes panicking the big moments is it seems like in these big games when he should just fall back on his run and just run the ball. A very similar thing happened in the Bengals Chiefs game too. The winning team mm-hmm. has is having success run the ball, but just strays away from it for some reason. I mean, the Chiefs late in the game, they were getting like seven. They were getting seven, six, seven, eight, eight, six, seven, like of Jared McKinnon every time they gave him the ball. Jared McKinnon, this guy who's torn his ACL twice, he's like five foot 10, but he's running circles around these Bengals defenders and he's hitting the hole hard. But Andy Reid just backs off of it and tries to put the ball in Mahomes' hands, and that ends up being what dooms them in the game. And it still it seems like San Francisco kind of had a similar problem where they threw the ball 30 times, they ran the ball 20. I think this team usually is better poised for victory when they run it more times than they throw it, or at least it's close. Because as a team, they only ran for 50 yards on 20 carries, two and a half yards per carry. Not great. But Debo had 3.7, and they weren't giving him the ball nearly enough. 
Um, use check had, they gave him on the fullback dive once and he got stuffed on that short yardage. And then when you have fourth and two from your opponents, like what, like 49, it was literally like midfield late in the game and you choose to punt to the Rams. I mean, your defense is gas. I just, that was, I just didn't understand that decision from Shanahan. I didn't at all. So I think blame can be placed on both Garoppolo and Shanahan for this, but I mean, Caleb, Jimmy G's obviously gone. I think if they, as, as long as they didn't mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl, he was gone. So, I mean, what teams could you see him on next year? I mean, I think the Steelers is a popular answer, but are there any dark horse teams we're not really considering as a place for Garoppolo? Uh, yeah, you know, I think that there's a there's a couple options. I think there are really two. I feel like it's fairly unlikely he'll go to a team that is going to hand him the keys and be like, you are a guy for mm-hmm. the next years. Like, they're going to give him multiple years where he is clearly the guy. They're not going to draft anybody. I don't think that's super likely. I think Pittsburgh, like you said, is pretty likely. I still think they draft a quarterback, but I think that's a good spot. The other one that I think there's a little bit of a you know, caveat to this, I feel like the Panthers have an opportunity. If the Panthers decide to, with their sixth overall pick, some people think they're going to take a quarterback, some people don't. If they don't take a quarterback there, I think they will try to go after Jimmy G because yeah. I don't really know if they can afford to go with Sam Donald, I mean, it felt like Rule's seat was getting pretty hot at the end of the year, so I feel like this is a make-or-break year for him, and I don't think he's going to want to go in with Sam Donald again. So if they don't pick a, up a quarterback with that first pick that they have in, early in the first round, I feel like he would be a, a good option. So I think he'll go to either Pittsburgh or Carolina. Yeah. Um, I think Carolina was my dark horse name. But what you said about like him almost being a bridge guy interests me in the sense that this is kind of out of left field, but do you think Miami could be a potential landing spot? I mean, they've been in the market for like I don't know. every QB everywhere. I don't really know how they feel about Tua. I mean, if see, I, I think they could be somebody, somebody like kind of un, an, an, an unheralded sort of player. I mean, I just think that, Sorry, and an old sort of team that people might not expecting. Um, but I, I just think, I mean, he's gone, and I don't think they keep him in the NFC. I mean, I know they're desperate, but I don't think you keep him in the NFC. So I think the I think the Dolphins could be an interesting option. Um, then again, like, can you imagine the Browns trading Baker for Jimmy? Like, has there mm-hmm. ever been such like such a lateral move as that one? Like, I don't. That's just I, I saw some people talking about that on Twitter. I'm just like that is the definition of a lateral move. You're going from like a five out of ten. Yeah, I don't think they would 10. do that. I, mean, I don't think they'd do that. Like same with same with like Matt Ryan. Like same with Matt Ryan on the Falcons. Like do they why why would they do that? Like that's the definition of a lateral move. And it seems like this Niners team at this point wants to hand the keys to Lance. Even though I mean I like him, but he hasn't played extremely well in his time filling in. So maybe they don't even dump him for a QB. Maybe they dump for you know draft picks. I think that's what they want, but. Yeah, I think the Panthers are the biggest team to watch that we haven't talked about enough. But enough about that quarterback. On the other quarterback side, Matthew Stafford, take a bow, son. He, he's played incredibly well in these playoff games. I, I mean, Caleb, what impressed you most about the Stafford, both this playoff run and this game specifically? Yeah, you know, I mean, I said it. I had a lot of concerns about the Rams coming into the playoffs, mostly because Matthew Stafford really struggled uh, in December. He really Mm-hmm. was having it rough, was having pick sixes, um, was was leading. I think he was tied 
with the most finished tied for the most interceptions in the in the league when this regular season ended tied with Trevor Lawrence so mm-hmm. he was really struggling but through the playoffs he's been great I mean when they have needed him most um, at the end of the Buccaneers game and then in that fourth quarter against the 49ers down 10 he has showed up he's not turned the ball over and I think that's really impressive because he's in a position that he's never been in he's never been in a game this big and he you know, rose to the moment and played some of his best football in the biggest moments. So I think that that's very impressive. And I definitely, he, he silenced a lot of my doubts about him for sure. Mm-hmm. I thought he played really well um, throughout these playoffs. And I, I definitely think I, I was a Stafford guy at the beginning of the season. I really liked him, but similar to you, I did kind of jump off the train a little bit when he started to struggle in, you know, November and December, I was starting to think, well, maybe this guy isn't really all of that. And I think McVay actually did, McVay did what I wish Shanahan would do to his struggling quarterback is just put him in a game manager role for a couple games and let us get his confidence back. I mean, I think he just Shanahan tried to give Jimmy G the, the, the keys, the keys when he first took over. Um, and Jimmy G had some rough outings. So Shanahan just like locked him into a game manager role and just like threw away the key. Like you're never going to be the guy who carries his offense, but the Rams did something a little differently. I mean, after, Stafford struggled heavily against, you know, the, the, the Packers and the, and the Jags um, against, against the Cardinals late in the season. McVay was like, all right, man, you're not going to throw the ball much. Like you're not going to throw it 30 times anymore. You're throwing it 25 and we're going to run the ball with, you know, Daryl Henderson and stuff like that. But then as the games progressed, Seahawks, he had more pass attempts in the game before Vikings. He had more pass attempts in the game before Ravens. He played terribly, but he had more pass attempts in the game before. Um, and it just felt like McVay was kind of like easing him back in with, he almost like shut him down and then easing him back in. And that seemed to kind of be a huge thing for Stafford who, when he was in Detroit, despite the fact he had Megatron, he was probably throwing the ball 40 times, 50 times a game. They had no running game. They had no defense. So he was always playing from behind. So it was probably a nice change of pace for him to not have to carry the offense, which I think is something McVay tried to make him do in the first half of the season. Cause he had concerns about his running game, you know, with K makers going down, but I think Stafford has done that excellently uh, in the second half of the season um, and in the playoffs. So I think he, he should be excited that he's playing for his first Super Bowl ring this coming Sunday. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the Stafford side of it on the Ram side of it. Caleb, this team was kind of predicted high from the beginning of the season. I, I mean, early here, but do you think they can, do you think they can make noise in the Super Bowl? What do you, what do you, what's your thoughts on that? Just the Rams and Super Bowl in general right now. Yeah, I think they I think they have a good I mean for this game specifically against the Bengals, I think they match up pretty well with them. So I think it'd be I agree. It would be good there. So if they can get one here, that would be a great start. And with the NFC, Brady re- officially retiring. Mm-hmm. Rodgers don't know if he's gonna be in the NFC much longer, if any longer. They have an opportunity with all like put all the young QB talent. Minus Kyler Murray's in the AFC, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson on the AFC. The Rams, it, it was like, remember for years, it was like the AFC was always the Patriots. And then the NFC would have like a new team in the Super Bowl every year. I really think that's going to flip flop. I think we're going to see a, a handful of different AFC teams reach the Super Bowl over the course of the next five years or so. But the Rams have an opportunity with the way the NFC is looking. I think they could really go on a run here where they could get make multiple Super Bowls in a row. I think that they're going to be the dominant team in the NFC for at least the next few years. Yep. 
Um, I think this NFC, just looking at it now, this is just, it's crazy. It's crazy how, how strong the NFC went to how weak it went in like a year and a half. I mean, it's this Rams. It's, it's, it's basically, assuming Rodgers leaves Green Bay, it's literally whoever wins the NFC West is going to be the favorite every year. <laughs> because yeah. I think the, the NFC North with Rodgers gone has little hope. The NFC East, I mean, the Cowboys is the Cowboys. They'll always kind of struggle a little bit in the playoffs. And all the other teams are a little promising, but still str- struggling in different ways. The South is good, just completely in the mud. I think that's going to be in strong contention for the worst division in football next year, especially with Brady gone. Um, uh, so there's just, there's not a lot of options in the NFC, but yeah, I think the Rams are feeling good. Um, and the Bengals Rams Super Bowl should be great, but we're not going to predict it just yet. Cause that's, that's, uh, that's coming in a week when we do our Super Bowl prediction podcast, but yeah, that's, that's both games. We only had two of them. So shorter episode today, but we concluded it pretty expeditiously. Caleb, any last things you want to say to the people before I sign off? You know, I mean, it was crazy. I, uh, I can't believe the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. It's still weird to say. No, but I think it'd be, this is great. Two teams, especially the Bengals, haven't made it in a really long time. Williams, it's been a few years. So uh, this has been exciting. And the fact that nobody could have predicted the Super Bowl before the season started is what I like about the NFL. And I think it's, uh, I think it should be a good game between two good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It should be a great one. Um and I'm excited for it, excited and nervous, but we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, that'll conclude this episode of the All Nine Yards podcast. Thanks, Caleb, for coming out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you all had a great weekend of uh, football watching. Enjoy the premiere event of the season, a.k.a. the Pro Bowl, and we will talk to you next time.